Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namo Namaha, Jai Ganesha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org. And there's a donate button if you'd like to support us. Vedic Hindu Origins of Speech Remember, the Vedas were written by the Hindu Hindus from the Rig Veda. In the impulse of Indra, Saranya found sustenance for her progeny. Brihaspati broke the mountain and found the light. When together with the radiant mornings, the heroes roared. Some associate Siva with Indra. And along with Parvati created Ganapati, who was first known as Brihaspati, the Mahadeva of speech. Of course, the mother of speech is Saraswati Ma, Vach or Vak. Ganapati is always associated with the primal sound Om. Science concurs that the first energy emanation is sound, followed by light. Ganesha's brother, Subramanyam, Muruga, is associated with light. Hence, one sees the scientific wisdom of the progressive order of the Hindu Mahadevas. The Sanskrit Hindu word Brihaspatri literally means to expand Bri. This is where we get our word Brahman, which is a neuter term, never to be associated with God which is a Christian term for a one male creator being. Brahman, Bri, to expand. The expansion of the universe, the Big Bang. So Brihaspati comes from Bri, to expand, and Has, which means to laugh. Deity, Pati. Brihaspati, the expansive laughing deity. This description perfectly fits the rotund and jolly Ganapati. He brings joy to his devotees. Kripakaram Kashmakaram Mudakaram Yashaskaram This is from the famous Sri Ganesha Pancharatnam, The Five Gems, composed by the Vedanta Guru Adi Shankara, who, as all Hindus should know, saw the wisdom of always beseeching Mahaganapati first. And in this Doha, it's saying that Ganesha showers mercy and forgiveness, and he's famous for giving joy. And also remember, Redantare nirantaram vasantameva yoginam. According to Adi Shankara, he's praising Ganesha, who resides in the cave of the heart of the peaceful yogis. So Ganesha is also known as the remover of obstacles, Vigneshvara. And this Vedic quote where Brihaspati breaks the mountain is symbolic of the life journey, removing the obstacles that cover the light of the Atmana. Remember, Atmadarshana Paramodharma, and it's not something we're going to get because it's not a commodity you can buy or sell. We simply uncover what was always there. That's why Sai the Hindus wear the Tripundra, 
the three stripes of the Buddha reminding us on a daily basis to burn up greed and anger and lust, loba, quota, kama, through giving, dana, through compassion, dayadvam, or karuna, and through control, damyatta. And when we remove these thick clouds of ignorance, it uncovers the Surya Narayan, El Sol, the soul, the Atmana within, the inner light, Antar Jotir. Hence we put on the Bindi, the Potu, the third eye point. Since sound is the first emanation of creation, and science concurs, it is vital to respect this wisdom of sound and speech and its many implications. The very term Sanskrit means perfectly constructed. And Sanskrit is a beautiful language to express inner states of realization. But perhaps English, which is our universal language now, is a more precise way of explaining these things to the world. Most realize the role of sound and words in their daily life. Harmonious sounds and kind speech can make one's day and vice versa. Please review our podcast on the misuse of the F word. Stop and think a moment that all of our foul language, our curse words, are about the anus and the genitals. Can we not think a little bit higher? The Hindu sages took great pains to create a meaningful language with the intent to take words and their meanings seriously. Just consider the development of languages that enough people worked together harmoniously to agree that certain sounds had very specific meanings. The famous Hindu poet Rishi Kalidasa, who, according to the legend, was a very ignorant man, stupid man, who worked himself up through his own efforts to becoming a rishi, a great poet. He said, quote, Vagartha vihiva sampritao, end quote. Words and their meanings are united like a marriage. Of course, in today's divorce culture, this wisdom is sorely lacking. Rishi Kalidasa went on to recognize the divine origins of speech. Vagartha vihiva sampritao, vagartha pratipateye, jagataha pitarvande parvati parameshvarao. I salute Parvati and Siva, the parents of the universe. Also, the great Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali, who wrote the Yoga Sutras, which have been so distorted today, sadly, said, quote, Vikalpa delusion arises anupati. When we take word knowledge, sabdayana, devoid sunyo of fact vastu. This wisdom of trying to define words accurately should be heeded by those into today's spurious yoga movement. Remember, the Sanskrit, Tamil, Hindu word yoga, yogam, has absolutely nothing to do with the physical body at all. Yoga means yuj, 
Atman Brahman Cha, to yoke Yuge to one's Atmana and Brahman. And Atmana is our Hindu understanding of the soul, if you will, which is beyond the body and the mind and the emotions. The various yogas and the prefixes necessary for clarification define the Hindu religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle. Karma Yoga, Hindu ethics and selfless service. Bhakti Yoga, Hindu devotions. Raja Yoga, Hindu contemplations. Gyan Yoga, enlightenment, inner, outer study. Svadhyaya, Ishtadevata, Samprayogaha. According to Patanjali, the whole purpose of self-study is to connect Samprayogaha to a Hindu deity, Ishtadevata. And within these classic four yogas, we have Hatha Yoga, Hindu devotional postures, Mantra Yoga, Hindu chants, Japa Yoga, Hindu chants on beads, Nada Yoga, Hindu devotional music, Bhajans, Kirtan, Nata Yoga, Hindu devotional dance, Bharat Natyam, for example. And all of this lifestyle stimulates the inner vitality, the inner sap or Kundalini Yoga. Tamil land, Chariye Kariye Yoga, Manyanam, Karma Bhakti Rajayana. Patanjali's Astanga Yoga, which was meant for Saiva Hindu male renunciate celibates in training, is simply another way to explain Karma Bhakti Rajayana, Yama Niyama, Karma and Bhakti, Asana Hatha Yoga, but no specific posture is ever mentioned. Pranayama Pratyahara Dharana Dhyana, this is all Raja Yoga, Samadhi Gyan Yoga He. In the Vedas, they had a beautiful threefold system, Karmakanda. Upasanakanda, Yanakanda, Kanda root, analogous to yoga, to yoke, root of karma, and jnana. In the middle is Upasana, which combines three inseparable yogas. Upasana is worshipful meditation, hence bhakti yoga, hatha yoga, and raja yoga combined. Yetinoeka, three in one. An honest look at Sanskritam clearly shows that, unlike Lingus, for example, this is a religious language. East or West, scholars recognize the Sanskrit-Hindu connection. From Webster's Dictionary, quote, the ancient Aryan language of the Hindus, unquote. So do we notice another word there that has completely been distorted, perverted beyond recognition, Arya, along with swastika? Most people think of an evil race when swastika is an auspicious sign, a sign of good fortune. And Arya simply means noble. There's nothing to do with a race at all. Hindu dharma actually has nothing to do with a race at this point. Yes, it was started by Indians from the Indus River Valley, but Hindu now is the religion to which anyone can become a member if they study and make full commitment. Therefore, understanding that Sanskritam is a religious language, the Hindu religious language, and the use of Sanskrit words, one must be honest and recognize they are referencing Hindu dharma, Hinduism, the Hindu religion. In the ongoing abuse of numerous Sanskrit Hindu words by not only non-Hindus, but also Hindus, we see a total disregard for the sacredness of Sanskrit. 
Let's continue on from the Rig Veda 1071. And remember that the word yajna or yajnasya, the third word in the Rig Veda, agnimele prohitam yajnasya, is sacrifice or sacred doing. It is our yoga. The sacred doing that is Hindu dharma. So from the Rig Veda 1071, through love, the steady brihaspati gave out the secret of pure and perfect speech. The rishis fashioned the speech with their thought, sifting it as grain is sifted through a sieve. Then friends recognized their friendship. A good sign, swastika, often seen in the hand of Ganapati, was placed on their speech. Through the yajna, or yoga, they traced the path of speech and found it inside the sages. The seven singers, the chakras, and the hotars, hotar, potar, nestar, agni, prasatar, advadyu, brahman, the seven singers praised it. Some looked and did not see. Others listened but did not hear. It reveals itself as a loving wife, beautifully dressed, reveals her body only to her husband. Some grow awkward and heavy in their friendship. They live with falsehood like a milkless cow, a tree with no flowers, no fruit. One who abandons a friend who has learned with them, no longer shares in the speech. He hears in vain and does not know the path of good action. Friends have eyes and ears, but their flashes of insight are not equal. Some are like ponds that reach only to the waist or the shoulder. Others are like deep ponds you can bathe in. When the intuitions of the mind are shaped by the heart, this is good. Some progress more than others. Those who use speech in a bad way are weaving with rags without understanding. All devotees rejoice in the one who emerges with victory. He saves them from error and gives them food. He is worthy to be pushed forward. The Guru thus sits, bringing to blossom the flower of the Shastras. Another sings a song from Bhakti. One Swami proclaims the knowledge of the ancient ways. Another, the Pandit, lays out the measure of the sacrifice. Some abandon the Dharma, while others remain but have different realizations. End quote. This wisdom from the world's oldest scriptures demonstrates not only the keen spiritual insight of the Hindu rishis, but also their ability to convey these human tendencies in a meaningful poetic form. The sages first recognized the vital importance of striving for accurate speech. And we all know this in courts of law, contracts. It's very important that we use speech properly. They, the rishis, recognized that the speech came from an inherent spiritual realization cultivated by beseeching the Hindu Mahadevas and Devis, 
Thus they labeled their sacred speech Sanskritam, perfectly constructed. That's Shruti. They first heard it from within, then spoke it. These Hindu wise men and women recognize not only the human tendency to form relationships, but also to fall out of them. These vipras, or poets, also understood the law of samsara, or reincarnation, in that each individual has a different capacity to comprehend. In humility, they also respected that those who have a deeper insight into the depths of the Hindu yogic dharma, and thus we have the gurus and the satgurus of our Hindu dharma. A real guru, not these distorted fashion gurus, diet gurus, fitness gurus, what an insult to the term guru, who is a Hindu, teaching within a Hindu context. For example, one may have a guru of dance, a guru of art and sculpture, a guru who teaches the scriptures, and a satguru who is considered the one who can take the shishya or the chela into the depths of atma dashana. So sad that we have today's sad guru who denies that what he's doing is actually Hindu dharma. This is not a guru. All religions are in varying degrees lifestyles. Indicative of the Hindu dharma, this lifestyle was all-encompassing. To these Hindus, there was, is, no division between secular life and religious life. However, today, few are living in this pristine Sanskrit Hindu environment. To be true to the Sanskrit Hindu dharma and show respect for the rishis, each Hindu should logically strive, when using Sanskrit, to respect its sacred Hindu connection. When one is using another language, such as English, recognize its secular nature. For example, a guru is not just a teacher, but a teacher of Hindu dharma. Yoga is not simply an exercise, but the essence of the Hindu dharma. Due to repeated invasions and the inability of many Hindus to fight against these incursions or even care, the Sanskrit Hindu yogic dharma has greatly suffered. With an infatuation of all things Western and a lazy attitude towards their dharma, today's Hindus pale in comparison with the strong and wise rishis of the Vedas. By not taking seriously the sacred nature of Sanskritam, many Hindus have given license to today's total distortion of the numerous once sacred Sanskrit Hindu terms and contexts, while paradoxically adopting many non-Hindu religious terms like God and Lord. Some are blinded by a misguided so-called universalism that ends up being a superficial and deluded philosophy. If anything goes, anything goes. Many Hindus are completely clueless to the denigration of the Hindu yogic dharma that is taking place right in front of their eyes. Ask most anyone today, and certainly the so-called yoga teachers, if they are Hindus teaching Hinduism. Sadly, the answer will be a resounding no. 
If Hindu Dharma is to have a resurgence of Vedic wisdom, everyone that calls themselves a Hindu must learn to be proud to be a Hindu. Hindus must once again learn to respect their gurus, ashrams or mandirs, shastras and sadhana, G-A-S-S, guru, ashram, shastra, sadhana. This positive gas will eliminate the negative gas detailed by the Indian Hindu author O.P. Gupta, genetically acquired slavery syndrome. Let us heed our sloka, Asatoma Sadgamaya. Truly lead me from untruth to truth. Tamasoma Jotir Gamaya. Humbly admitting our ignorance as we move ever more into enlightenment. And always remembering who we are. Tatvamasi, that we are the Atmana, Aja Atma Mahandruvaha, Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya. And along the way, always seeking Shanti. Shanti, Shanti.